Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean. Today, we're going to talk about the Detroit Lions 34-16 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's start with the winning side. Let's start with Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions. You know, it wasn't the best day for Matthew. I mean, certainly he's not a statue back there and he still looks healthy from a running standpoint. But at the same time, he's probably not going to have the rushing stats that are going to push him out of the pocket passer and out of the back end starters. And that's an issue, especially with the amount of rushes that quarterbacks are getting these days on the top end. And when, when Matthew doesn't get the touchdowns, when the running backs are able to convert in the red zone, it's a big problem for Matthew on the top end starter line and kind of puts him in question as far as if he has a bad matchup, are you really going to feel confident about him? Now, the good thing is I don't foresee Detroit getting up a lot like this. They're not a bad team, so they'll still be able to keep it close, but I see them having to press more than this on a given day, which should lead to more passing attempts and more fantasy production for the receivers and for Matthew Stafford. So I still think he's worth starting. And if he's your quarterback two in a two quarterback league, you're feeling good about that. But still, that may be a situation to try and rectify, see if somebody's willing to take this step down to Matthew Stafford. The problem is you probably have two quarterbacks if you drafted around in that range. And it's kind of hard to consolidate two quarterback values when you're trying to trade. So it may be an issue, and uh, getting people to move off quarterbacks sometimes can be difficult. But I think it's worthwhile because while I like the offense and while I like Matthew Stafford, I don't love it. It is kind of middling as far as the line goes, as far as the opportunity goes. Now, it's not to say that Matthew isn't capable of supporting some options and is not capable on a given day of producing on a fantasy basis because he definitely still has fastball and he definitely still it looks healthy out there. So from an eye test standpoint, it's fine. It's just I don't know if I love the opportunity as much as I do for other quarterbacks. Like if I have Kyler, I'm definitely not taking the step down to Matthew Stafford. That's, that's too big a drop for me. Um, when I've already spent the capital and I've, and I've seen what Kyler can do with his legs, when I've seen what Josh Allen can do with his legs, it gives him this higher floor and, that Matthew Stafford just can't seem to touch. And today, days like today kind of show you that, especially when DeAndre Swift kind of has his little mini breakout here, and even Adrian Peterson's able to produce a touchdown, you know, it may stifle the value and it may stifle Matthew Stafford from getting you the win in that week. So if I'm approaching the playoffs, I'm probably going to want to try and have somebody better than Matthew Stafford as my quarterback. But you may not be able to help it. But the good news is the eye test says Matthew Stafford's just fine. It's just I don't like the overall offense as much because of the line and because they have been a little bit more successful running the ball, that does overall limit Matthew Stafford. You really need Matthew to be blowing it out and throwing it a lot. And there'll be better days than this because they're not going to play the Jaguars where they get up on someone like this and are able to kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. But still, it's just something about this offense that seems a little bit off that kind of pushes everybody down just a little bit. And I mentioned DeAndre Swift in the mini breakout. 
it's kind of like he's a poor man's Alvin Kamara. That's the way I think of him. And it's partly because of the offense. It's not as good. It's not as well called. Is The weapons aren't as good. The line isn't as good as the New Orleans Saints to make the comparison complete. So when you're thinking about Alvin Kamara's production, you have to realize that there are a lot better opportunities for Alvin Kamara to score. That Drew Brees checks down a lot more than Matthew Stafford, even though Matthew Stafford's not afraid to throw the running back. It's just Drew Brees is more of a check down machine at this point. And then the talent level obviously is a little off as well. DeAndre Swift absolutely has talent, but he's not quite on the same level as Alvin Kamara either. So it's definitely like a, a homeless man's Kamara. Let's go with that. So that's kind of what I foresee for him. And not to mention there are two backs that they use and have used traditionally in more of the Latavius Murray role. And I kind of foresee that they are going to use them. And, and Adrian Peterson definitely still has burst as well. It's just he's not as dynamic as DeAndre Swift. And they've kind of been phasing him in, and it's been ramping up and ramping up more and more. And if they continue to do so, we might see more days like today. It's just they're not always going to have so many running attempts. So that's a problem. The good news is when they pass, they're looking for him as well because he is the best pass catcher and he is more dangerous in space than Carrion Johnson or Adrian Peterson ever thought about being when catching the ball. So there is that. But at the same time, it's just you want to temper your expectations when you're thinking about DeAndre Swift. I think of him more as a back-end running back too or a really bossy flex at this point. I'm not ready to really commit, though, because I don't know that the Lions are really ready to commit, too. Now, they have ramped it up just like they said they would, and it does lead to them being more dynamic with him in the game. There's definitely something to his game. It's definitely something I'm trying to buy. But on the low key, it's still a gamble, still a big gamble at this point because we haven't seen it yet till this week. I mean, we've seen flashes of it, but it hasn't really come together like this, and they haven't really given him the goal line touches like this. And really, there just hasn't been as many either. You know, they they don't play the Jaguars every week, and it shows when they are able to take advantage of the Jaguars and their lack of continuity on offense in the first part of this game. So buying a mini breakout from DeAndre Swift, but we're trying not to get carried away. Definitely that leads to Adrian and carry on probably being more of a desperation flex. And really it's just waiting out to see if Adrian Peterson can last the year as far as DeAndre Swift. If one of those backs was to go down, then that would obviously increase the touches. Although they're not really killing it to carry on as far as the touches go. Still, he is a part of it. He is bigger Both of them are bigger than DeAndre. I think that's the issue for Detroit is they want to use him judiciously so that he lasts the whole season, which makes a lot of sense. It's the same thing that the Saints do with Kamara. It's the same thing that the Warriors used to do in NBA. They didn't start Draymond. They didn't start the death lineup. They had a Bogut to bring in there to take the brunt of the hit, and then they would bring in the death lineup for the money plays. And so I think they noticed that as far as they notice how Kamara is used in that same way, 
And I think they're trying to replicate that as far as making sure that they don't get him killed between the tackles unnecessarily. They need to walk a tightrope using his dynamic plays because he is way more dynamic than the other two just because he is so much faster. He's crazy amount faster. And it really shows. And as long as he's able to maintain that health like Kamara – I think there is that upside there. But like I said before, it's not the same offense and it's not the same situation at all. So while I see these things and I see it a role developing for him in that way, as far as the touches are distributed, it's still not the same opportunity and there's not going to be as many goal line situations. Although with Maddie in there, that does help because Maddie is absolutely capable of extending drives and doing that. So it's not like he's, on the Jacksonville Jaguars, but still it's not the same thing as being the Saints, Alvin Kamara either. And the talent level isn't the same either. Let's the talent level is not the same. Say it with me now. So anyway, let's go to the Detroit pass catchers. And of course that is led now after a couple of week absence to start the season by Kenny G Kenny Galladay. And you know, Kenny really buoyed his day with a big catch, and uh, it was a beautiful adjustment by Kenny G. He really does have incredible body control. And Maddie really trusts him. He's a big dude, too. And Maddie really trusts him to go up and get those long throws. And when you have the type of arm that Matthew Stafford has, if this offense just had a higher passing volume, I'd really be running after Kenny G. It's just that they are committed to running the ball, and they should be. It's a better football situation to be able to run the ball and pass the ball. I just wish this was more of a classic Matt Stafford year where he's he's running and gunning. They're dropping him back. He's throwing the ball all around the field. He's throwing for 5,000 yards, and Kenny G is getting down. But it's not quite the same situation. They're playing it a little bit more straightforward football, and that's okay. It's going to keep Matthew upright, and Kenny G can absolutely make the best of it because with that big arm, he absolutely has the ability to go up and get those balls, and they look to him in the red zone too. So I'm not shying away from Kenny G at all. I'm buying him as a, lo- a high-end wide receiver too. I think that's where I would go. Maybe mid-range to high, or mid-range to high-end wide receiver too, because I do like the opportunity with Maddie, and there's going to be better days in the passing game because they're going to have to throw. There's going to be some garbage time with this team, and Matthew Stafford can rock that garbage time, no doubt. So while I don't want Maddie necessarily as my starter, he's going to have bigger days than this. You can mix and match those matchups. It's just it may be a little counterintuitive. The better the team, the more opportunity he might have to throw. I mean, who knows? It's just a little harder to predict. That's kind of part of why we want to move away from that. But with Kenny G, Matthew is absolutely going to be targeting because he is by far his best weapon. Marvin Jones Jr. doesn't seem to have the same burst right now. I think there's something wrong with him possibly. I don't know. I haven't really come out and said, I don't think. But still, I'm worried about him. And that does kind of lead me more to Kenny G. I don't see any reason for that to stop. I don't feel... Like it's the type of situation where you would double Kenny G either. So while he'll probably draw their best team's cornerback, I think with the size and with the body control that he has and with the trust of Matthew Stafford, he will be getting those 50-50 balls. And I'd like to see that from someone like Kenny G. So I'm definitely buying if I can. You know, you probably are able to slip in a buy low offer even though with the 100 yards just because he hasn't had the huge breakout. He's had very consistent kind of – 
mid-range scoring up until this point. So I like Kenny, holding him if I have him, but uh, I wouldn't be afraid to try and upgrade from him either because it is a nice situation. And while we think he's going to go bigger than this, it's certainly with the Lions, I feel like it is one of the more up-and-down things to have a Detroit Lion just because of, I don't know, they, they're kind of wishy-washy in the coaching staff, I guess. I can't really put my finger on what it is exactly I don't like about them. Maybe it's just their Patriot ways that they will bend the game plan to their will. So you have to be aware of that. You kind of have to bake that into all the lines, especially DeAndre, that, hey, there is a chance that on days they're going to use Peterson. I mean, they've done that this season. So you just have to be aware and bake that in that, hey, it isn't a for sure thing on any of these lines, but I do like Kenny G and I do like DeAndre Swift. I'm not really buying anybody else. I'm not big on Hawkinson either, despite the touchdown. It just doesn't have the same volume as it has in the past. It's kind of like the Rams. They just, they're better at running the ball and it's affecting the passing volumes. Now, Jaguars, I keep telling myself Jaguars, but still, we'll see what they can do with it from here. Let's switch over to the Jaguars. Let's talk about Gardner Minshew. I like Gardner. Every time I think I'm out and I think, okay, they need to move on, he pulls me back in. He Just when I thought I was out, he runs for that touchdown. Just when I thought I was out, he throws a deep pass to DJ Chark right on the money. And I don't know. He's got the moxie. He makes good decisions. It's just, I don't know. I think it's the arm talent, I guess, if I'm going to point to anything. I just don't know if he possesses the big enough arm to really be a big-time quarterback at this point. It's all well and good when you're paying him like $200,000 because he's such a low-round pick for a quarterback, but eventually you're going to have to pay this guy, and I'm not sure that when it's all said and done, he's going to have the talent to do that. And I don't know if the Jaguars are going to be able to keep enough talent and put enough talent around him to say, okay, bus drive us around he's better than a bus driver he's better than Trent Dilfer was back in the day but I don't know it's better than Andy Dalton I you know for years I questioned whether Andy could get anybody anywhere because he had a pop gun arm and it just didn't seem like in the pressure of the pressure that he got him there you know, he really took the team to where it needed to go. And uh, whether that was the arm or whether that was him, hard to say. But while Gardner Minshew has a better arm and certainly is has the willingness to go down the field, I just see more from so many other quarterbacks that even though he might be a top 20, top 25 quarterback, I think that's just good enough to get you beat a lot of the time. But now – for fantasy purposes, not sure this matters because it's probably not somebody you were counting on anyway. But it is a thing that the Jaguars need to figure out is, is this guy good enough to take us to the promised land? And I know right now with the way they've traded and with you know the old regime and the way they've drafted, et cetera, that it's hard to judge him based on this team. But I'll tell you, like I said, when I watch the arm talent, when I see the throws he's making and not making, it just makes me question it overall. The si- he's smallish a bit. Doesn't, don't know if he has the arm talent. And there's just not enough else there to make me say this guy is good enough to take a mediocre team somewhere. He's going to have to be 
at the helm of a good, a really good team. It's going to have to be now put him at the helm of the Cowboys. I'd love to see that. Now that's not going to happen. There's not a trade that's going to happen in the NFL, but I'd love to see what he could do with some legit NFL options and maybe not a legit coaching staff, depending on what you hear, but still, I mean, I just want to see what he can do with more because outside of DJ Chark and I, I guess Keelan Cole, I don't really like the passing game options. I mean, Leviscus is fine, but I mean, he, year one, he's got a lot to figure out. He's got a lot to figure out. He's got a lot of talent, and I love him, but right now he's got a lot to figure out. And I love Chark, and he seems to ch- trust Chark down the field, but I don't know. Keelan Cole seems to have something, and if you can keep him – on a cheap deal, I'm okay with that. But from a fantasy standpoint, while Keelan's had big days, I just don't know if I can trust that. And honestly, I question whether I can trust DJ Chark, too. And and James Robinson. I mean, it's all kind of in question. Now, James is one thing. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I had higher hopes for DJ Chark this year. I was thinking there was going to be more volume to this passing game for some reason. But I guess they haven't been able to string enough drives together to really get the the attempts to where I would want it to be. The comebacks haven't had enough comeback yet to really take advantage of the garbage time in a way that is meaningful for the rest of the team, Gardner, all of them. So I'm kind of downgrading my Jaguars right now. I guess it's just who they are. It's not anything they did. You know, it's just overall the talent level on this team is below par. And I think Gardner is a par. And I think in this league, you got to have birdies at least. And while it's a cheap contract, I just can't think that moving forward with that is something they're excited about. So DJ Chark, probably not buying if you've got him. Wide receiver three is probably where I'd be thinking about him. That's probably not where he drafted him, but it is what it is. It's going to be a lot of fill-in, and I do think he's the most dynamic weapon on the offense. So they need to feature him. He's kind of had some health stuff, and he got targeted like a son of a gun. It's just they couldn't connect a lot of the time, and uh, they really did a good job of kind of keeping Gardner off his mark a bit. Even though they didn't sack him, he wasn't on time a lot, and – He's, he's pretty accurate, too. It's not that he's, he's lacking accuracy. It's just the arm talent. So it is what it is. And uh, probably not buying – I mean, Keelan Cole might be a good fill-in for the bye weeks. Just needs to be a good matchup. Still don't know if I'm buying him as a starter, you know, despite the production today, just kind of how the ball bounced, and that it wasn't DJ Chark. And then James Robinson, you know, they – really had a tough time running the ball today. That was the big thing is they couldn't establish the run. And that's going to be something when they fill out the line, you know, when they are able to back people off with a better quarterback, that'll be something that's different. But for now, James is probably going to be running into some pretty tough fronts. I will tell you, it's not a talent issue as far as the equation with James Robinson. The issue is the rushing attack part of it. Now, the good news is 
for James, he is a big part of the passing attack as well. He can catch the ball. He is good in space because he has a good size speed combo. He is a big dude running back there. I do like that in my running backs because it does insulate them from a bad day to, like today on the ground. And they've had better days on the ground than they will. It's just, it's just the Lions were able to work them and didn't allow for the rushing attack to really get going. But like I said, it's not a talent issue with James. And I don't think I'd be selling him necessarily either too terribly low. I think if you can upgrade off of James, maybe you should because there's better offenses. But at the same time, this guy's absolutely the starter. He's absolutely going to get the running back touches that are money touches. And you can't say that about just everybody in the running back situation at this point. So definitely worse options to have. But at the same time, I think I'd probably be trying to upgrade if he was one of my top two running backs. I think that's kind of what I'd be thinking. But still, it's not a talent issue. I mean, he's not the best back in the whole league, no doubt. But still, he has NFL chops, and I think that he has the opportunity. So those are the two parts of the equation. It's just the opportunity isn't as flush as it would be with some other teams. Well, anyway, that's what I've got for this game. Definitely download, like, listen, subscribe, all those things for your boy. And I hope you're able to use this information and go win your leagues.